It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. We're going to talk birds, obviously, but Elliot, what we, up? We had a couple fun nights together. We this had week, a fun pal. few nights it's together. It's been pretty great, man. Um, it's always just so awesome. And I know this is an Eagles pod, and there's a lot to talk about. We're going to get the Eagles. To the Eagles. Don't yes. worry. Don't worry. But, but let's be I'm honest. Most of the people listening to this pod probably are like the Phillies. You probably know, like the Phillies. I would think, dude. There is just like man. There is nothing better than driving through the city the day after a big game and you see like people in Phillies hats and like, you know, someone in their Philly sweater, someone like walking their baby and the baby has on like a Phillies blanket over mm-hmm. like, you know, there's been so much talk about the crowd. And it was awesome. Like it was my first chance yes, to experience. Yes, so you got it to experience it the first time. It was yeah. Unbelievable. Like, but for any, even even if you weren't at the game and you live in the city or wherever you live, like Westchester, wherever, like it's just awesome to see like a community just like get so excited all together. Like yeah. it just it's rare. Like it it sounds dumb because I, I see think Brian Seltzer outside the studio he's got holding a up his shirt, shirt, shirt exactly. holding the pee up, you know? Um and it sounds like repetitive because if you grew up in Philly, like it's all you know. But it is really true. Like as someone that travels to a lot of other cities for sporting events, like it was just in Scotland, like it just it's different other places. It really is. And like it's so awesome to like go to those Phillies games, like, dude. Like, we've been talking about, like, you know, it's hard to stand for five hours. It's hard, right? dude. Because we're, we're two older men. Yes. But, like, man, there's part of me that, like, wishes we could go again tonight. I know. Like, I know. So, if, I, if I weren't so unbelievably tired on back-to-back nights of 90 minutes of sleep. Yeah. But even still, I, if I were there, it'd be the best thing. It's the it's such a fun place but to be. But what I think's interesting about the Phillies, and obviously I think about this through the Eagles lens because that's how I view almost everything mm-hmm. in my life. But... Like, the Phillies have found this sweet spot that I don't think, like, any other team I can remember has found in recent years. Like, so we we talk about the Eagles on this pod, and, like, it is, like, live or die 
win loss. Oh like my if god! They lose, Again, dude, they're four and zero, and right, we've exactly. had more complaining right. than than excitement. Right. Like the Eagles are just on a level of scrutiny that no other team can even comprehend. Agree. Like the Sixers are getting the level of hate the Eagles get, but like. But no it's one still, cares. Right, it's, exactly. more, it's more. It's, it's more like it's yeah, more just apathy. anger and frustration, yeah. right? As opposed to like when the Phil, like when the Eagles lose. So the Phillies have found this unbelievable. When the Eagles sweet lose, that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, it's a good point. It only yeah. happened three times yeah. in the last like two yeah. years. Um, the Phillies have found this like unbelievable su- sweet spot where everybody thinks they can win the World Series. Everybody almost expects them to win the World Series. Like they're heavy underdogs against the Braves, yeah. and I think almost everybody thinks they're just going to win. Mm-hmm. But if they lose. I don't think anybody will be that mad. Like I think people will be sad the ride is over, yeah. and I think people the next day will obviously be devastated, and I think there'll be like a state of shock. But if the Eagles lose, people would call in and be like, "Sirianni's got to go," or like you know, like <laughs> yeah, maybe Jalen isn't what yeah. we thought he was. Like, how did Howie miss on these draft picks? I think if the Phillies lose, people would just call in the next day and be like, "Man, that that sucks." I'm like, so sad. Maybe it's Nola over. will get it if he's really bad. Sure. I can picture him catching it. Like, no one's gonna call in and rip like. Bryce or yeah. Trey Turner yeah. or uh, Zach Wheeler, even or Castellanos, I yeah. think has like you know a I bit of He's a, like bulletproof. I Rob think. Thompson, maybe a little, but but I think that's like I've been thinking a lot about what makes the Phillies like game so special and like how they compare to Eagles. I just think that the Phillies, there's they've like captured this like carefreeness. They like have expectations without any of the downside, and I feel like Eagles games as loud as they are and as exciting as they are, there's just a built-in tension there that's not there. For Phillies, like I think with the Eagles, because they're so good and people care so much, every time they play, it's like a fever pitch, like the whole time. But like it's just a, it's different. With the Phillies, it's an excitement and a funness. With the Eagles, it's a party Stress. and it's great. But there's a level of like your life depends on this game more than the Phillies. If that makes sense, I don't- no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it is, you know, I think part of it is this just group of guys and this team and the. You know, the love affair, you know, I've talked about the love affair between a team and a town where, you know, it really feels like uh, really of all the the groups of, of guys I've ever watched play in Philadelphia sports where this team has been the most like reciprocative yeah. in terms of like loving the fans back and you know Bryce Harper shouting out Chuck from Mount Airy the, the Trey Turner ovations how much well, they talk about what it matters how also, much it means to them. Not to interject but I would like to interject. Like, let's not, and I'm saying this from the series, like, the job you and Jack have done making that connection <laughs> is unbelievable. Like, as someone that's been, I was at the game the last two nights with you guys, like, I felt like an intern following you two around. <laughs> no, you're a hype. <laughs> like, it was like, like, you guys couldn't walk places. Like, it was awesome. And, like, I think that's the other difference. And, like, look, I'm not in the, I'm not in the concourse for Eagles games. And... I feel like I'm coming across as if Eagles games aren't fun. Eagles games are awesome. They're it's awesome. a party. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. I'm just saying the comparison, I think. But, like... I, I was thinking about why people feel a connection to this team, and I was thinking, like, you know, is it because they're viewed as, like, hustling hard? Like, I think it's not that deep. I think they're just very likable guys. I agree. Like, I, I don't think it's, like, the, a, the, the a statement on how they the play. This, the or, that. Like, totally. I think they're super likable. Like, and they, like, they love each other, yes. and they play, you know, it seems like they care about each other, and they do things together. I'm so with you, dude. I think it's it's a massive part of it. And the Eagles are really likable, too, but I do think there's a difference with, like, and I've always thought this with football, it's because they're wearing helmets, and the helmets dude. and pads, and like it is such this, a There's thing. not as much celebrating like in a way. Like these baseball guys, you see them like they're just there, right? And they're right in front of you, and yeah. they hit a home run, and you see them running around the base and stuff. Where it's like it's different in football. I mean, on a lot of plays, you don't even know what certain guys are doing. Right. You know, where in baseball, it's like one guy versus the other guy, and you have these moments. So here's a question: Who do you think is a better chance to win a title in their respective sport right now, as we sit here, October fifth, Phillies or Eagles? 
funny. This was our poll question on oh, the morning show. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, the really funny part is the <laughs> odds are like almost the same. The, the oh, like 50, Eagles 50. are like plus six something and the, the Phillies are plus seven something. Like it's, oh, it's, really? it's pr- to win yeah. it all. So they're really similar. I would go Phillies just because I've, they're so much closer. Like it's, I, there's so many things that can happen over the course of a football season and a football playoffs that are out of the Eagles' control. You know, whether it's injury, this, that, or whatever, that we don't know what's going to happen over the next couple months, three yeah. months, whatever. Whereas, like the Phillies, just need to win three series. The Phillies have 11 wins left, and and they're champs. So while I, I, I really, you know, I, I've predicted both. Like I think the Eagle, I still have. I said the, I think the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl this year, and I still believe it. I think the Phillies just because they're closer. It you know feels what's crazy like though? Hard the to, Eagles to pick against them. The Eagles are only how many wins away? Maybe 15? Yeah. You yeah, know, that's like, a good point. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, yeah. they're spaced out in no, a way yeah, the Phillies are point. not. Yeah. But it's not like, well, you know. Well, even technically, it could be less wins because, like, you just got to get to the playoffs. Right. So in baseball, they're there, already but, there. They know exactly how many wins they need. That'd be a good over-under. Like, well, I guess it won't be. The Eagles are definitely going to win more games the rest oh, without, of the way yeah. than the Phillies. Because yeah. even if the Phillies win all 11, that would only bring the Eagles to 15 wins. And they're going to win more than 15. Like, if you include the playoffs I think so, this too. year. So, yeah, it's just awesome, man. Like, last year, you and Jack kept saying this when we were, like, in the booth and you guys were doing the show. Like, it just feels like we're right back where we were. Yeah. And it really does. Like, how many times in life do you get to, like, relive the best moments of your hey, life? what a great point, man. <laughs> what a great like, think point. think about, like, last year we were talking about, like, the golden era of Philly sports, and we're just kind of, like, right back in it. Yeah. The Eagles are undefeated. The Phillies it's are— It's the same thing. Two yeah. years in a row. Like, right. how crazy is that? Like, last I mean, night— the Eagles have—this is the first time ever the Eagles have been 4-0 in back-to-back seasons in the history yeah. of the franchise— and it happens to go inside with these two Phillies runs. It's it's crazy. Like last night when Stott hits the grand slam, which was unbelievable. The, that like, was the moment. Like uh, uh, that after the the Harper, you know, Bedlam at the bank and the Hoskins bat slam, and maybe even louder. Like that, those three. Like Stott's right there in terms of of yeah. being in that building and how freaking loud it was. But what's crazy is like you're almost used to it. I know. I know. Like think about it. Like last night was the first grand slam since Victorino in 08 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, what, 15 years? Of, like, and it's a moment, but then it's like, well, there's the Reese Bat Slam, and there's, the, like, there's like, so many <laughs> I that... Know, I know, Yeah, so it was crazy. I mean, like, I've been trying to think how to describe to people what the crowd is like, and I I really think the only way I can describe it is, remember, like, the Patrick Robinson pick six, obviously, yeah, against the Vikings? Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but, like, on repeat 27 times What a, a good point, because it's it's throughout the whole game. It's nonstop. And that's what, that's what really stands out to me, and I think that's the difference between a football game and a baseball game, in a in a football game, there's way more crescendo moments, mm-hmm. and like the Phillies crowd, like continually rises. Yeah, like it continually, like it's just consistent. Last night when uh, it wasn't Kimbrel who was who was closing it out. Soto. It was um, it was Soto. When Soto, like you know, it's like two two uh, two, two strikes, strikes two every outs, time. The whole everyone crowd, gets up, boom. and then it's like a ball, and yep. then it's like everyone gets up, yep. and it's just man, like Philly's the best. It was it was relentless, and Philly yeah. is the best. That's takeaway is just and look, we see it with the Eagles. You know, the fans, the way the fans travel, like, that is not something that happens yeah. either. Like, we should not, like, again, this is about Philadelphia Well, and fans. that's what's so crazy, too, is you you talk about how great, we're talking about, like, how great the Phillies crowds are, and they are, but, like, they're only being discussed at a level above the Eagles because it's, like, a level of crowd we're not seeing anywhere else in sports. Like, the Eagles also have phenomenal, obviously, we do a pod with them. Yep. Like, obviously have, uh, like, and fantastic fans. Like, they travel everywhere. We had GoBirds fans coming up to us at the... Which was awesome. Yeah, which was really cool. So like, cool. But it's just the Phillies. It's like when this happens, everyone just is in an acceptance of, like... 
And it is like watching it live and experiencing it's cool, but there is something really, really cool about watching it on TV. Too. Yeah. Like watching the highlights the next day. Like I, I didn't process at the time, like Bryson Stott hit it on the first pitch. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool. And and through the TV, it is, it's uniquely loud. Yeah. Like I don't remember watching a sporting event on TV and going back and watching highlights where it felt that loud through the television. And I think that's what it is when you're there. It's, I, I think you make a great point. I think what it's like, look, Eagles crowds are insane and they travel, but there are other football crowds that are insane and loud yeah. and, and make noise every time the other team's on offense and all that. Like, this is unlike any baseball crowd well, I've ever seen by miles. The favorite thing you have going, and I think it's so funny, like the how many fans were at the Blue Jays game? In like since oh, the, the Rays game. Or yeah, 19,000 fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The least since 1919. So there were yeah. there were games during the Depression, playoff games in baseball during the Depression wow. that, that got more people there than the Tampa Bay yeah. Rays could get. I mean, it's unbelievable. What a time. What a time. And look, I, I think that's, you know, you talked about the importance of the city, and this is something I talked a lot about in the Super Bowl run, and, and we'll pivot to Eagles. But, like, it is... Like, sports are a part of the fabric of this city. Yeah. Unlike any other city I, I've ever seen. And you travel, you know it, you see these other teams. Like, it it just matters more. It's like a well, part of our, our everyday existence. Like like you talked about, when, when teams are winning, the whole city has a vibe. There's yeah. a happiness. You feel it. It just, it, it, it sounds so cliche, but it's true. It matters more. Well, and also just, like, think how lucky we are, like, like, there's people that are born to, like, billionaire families. And obviously, they're lucky for their reasons. And everyone that was born into something is lucky in their own way. Like, But, like, think of how lucky we are that we got to live here. Like, it was, you know, like, that's just how our life panned out. Yep. And now we're in Philadelphia, Philly fans, during this run. Like, this was not something we, like, purchased our way into. Like, we were, it was, we were lucky to be here for this. And, like... Just, you know, even our jobs. Like, it's lucky that we could do it in this it's, in this city. And like, it's, it's insane. It's the coolest yeah. thing ever. And, and I never take it for granted. It's always surreal. It's always awesome. Yeah. And the fact that we get to sit here and talk birds. And again, it is a 4-0 birds team. And I, I know we remember last year, too. It's funny because the... You know, the Eagles were undefeated and it kind of got submerged for a month. Because well, it's about to happen again. It like, feels like that. I can but... tell you, being down at the facility yesterday, like, people are just talking Phillies in yeah. the clubhouse, well, in, yeah. in the locker room. Yeah, like, I get it. I there's get not it. much to talk. Like, we're going to get into a bunch of topics, but, like, they're 4-0. Like, they're probably going to be 5-0. and Then they'll probably be 6-0. and <laughs> Like, you know, they, but, like, by the time the Phillies are eliminated or win the World Series, the Eagles still might not have a loss. Right? Absolutely, because, yeah. I mean, we'll, like, we'll just that build Dolphins a beat. game. Yeah, I think we're the both going to pick them to beat the Rams, yeah. so they'll be five and zero. So I guess it'll be like it, it, they'd have to win that Dolphins game. That would be the one. That would where, be the the one major hang. Yeah, up. yeah. But even worst case scenario, the Eagles they'll be six and one. Yeah, and, and again, it is um, high times, man. Yeah, high times. All right, let's talk birds. Let's talk about that Rams game. We'll get to some other specific things. I want to talk about Jalen Hurts' running. Obviously, Bradley Roby, we'll get to that. But let's start with the Rams game, as you are uh, going to be on a flight uh, in a couple of days. I know. Heading out Doran to the L.A. to soap. the Phillies I know. game, yeah. I know. I'm guessing it'll be a plane full of people yeah. uh, checking in. And it, of all the sports, baseball is the one you can really follow mm-hmm. online. So where are you at with this game? Because it feels like... It feels like the weirdest game on the schedule for a couple reasons in that, you know, it's the Rams. We don't really play them that often. We have to go out to the West Coast for it. It's like a kind of a meh Rams team. Like, they're fine. They're not bad. Like, they could win, but it's, like, not exciting. It feels like it's just kind of a very blah game going out to L.A. to face this team. So, I actually do think the Rams are closer 
to bad than average. Really? Like, interesting. I don't think they have as much talent. They don't. It's really that Stafford's been really good so far. It, well, and like, they have a really good passing game. And they got a good coach. That's they got a good of, quarterback really good and a good coach. coach. They, the, the Elliott formula. Right, but like, they beat the Colts in overtime. The Colts are okay. And I, look, they are getting production from, like, we go in and say the roster's not good, and then they get this Puka's like well, the best for the receiver all say. time. Like, you know, it's like. So, my thoughts on this game first are, and you know, and I'll be tweeting it this weekend. I'm a big dome guy. Like, you are a big dome guy. So I think this Eagles offense going into L.A., playing in the best conditions they've played in all season, is like going to score a lot of points. So while I do believe that this game is tough in a lot of ways, like I think the Rams are going to score points. And They're we'll going to be about able to the throw secondary. the ball on the Eagles. Yeah, yeah but, but I just I think the Eagles can get up to like 40 if they need to. I don't think the Rams have a ton of talent on defense. They have Aaron Donald, but we've seen consistently Jeff Stoutland I don't know if it's like a matchup thing with Kelsey, and obviously Cam Jurgens isn't playing, but I think in this instance, Suo Peta might be a better— Because he's bigger. Because he's bigger and he's stronger than than uh, than Cam is, or at least he's bigger. I don't know if he's stronger. But, um, I mean, Aaron Donald's never played well against the Eagles, yeah. really. So I don't have a ton of concern about Aaron Donald. And then the rest of it, like, they don't have great edge rushers. They don't really have other good defensive tackles. Their secondary is not very good. Their linebackers are, are bad. Like, they don't have a lot of talent on defense. So— I do think the Eagles in this game could like trip into 30 points. The offense is playing better than it has over the last few weeks anyway. Um like I thought they they looked good against uh Washington obviously 34 points. Like so I think the, the Eagles offense will score. The question is really and this is like the matchup of the game to me is like Nick and Sean Desai versus Sean McVay. Yeah. Like the 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 worry for this game is the defense just gets absolutely shredded. Well let's get into the defense and then we'll get to Roby as a result of it yeah. but you know, the, the stats have been going around. I mean, the, the Eagles' defense, and there are reasons for this. You know, they have been up in certain games, and you know, obviously injury is a big part of it. But the Eagles' pass defense has been one of the worst in football yeah. so far this season. Um, and not against good quarterbacks. No, uh, yeah. I mean, look, look, Cousins can put up numbers and stuff. Yeah, but yeah Cousins they, is fine. Co- I mean, no, Cousins is borderline right. top 10, but, well, that's maybe. Yeah, true. that's stretch. But still, the point is, you're right. Look, they haven't played uh, other than... Mac Jones, it seems. I don't think they've played like horrendous quarterbacks, but they've played like not great quarterbacks. Well, let's, and I don't want to make this a Gannon thing, but they're playing the quarterbacks that people said it didn't matter. No, that's that fair. Defense. You're like right. That, Gannon those handled those playing. quarterbacks. That is fair. So, yeah. So, where are you at with the defense, the pass defense, especially right now? And, and then we'll get to Roby as a result of it. Um, so, I think the biggest issue with the pass defense, as we talked about, is personnel. But I also think the other part of it is they're just switching all the time. Like, with an offensive line, we talk about it, how much you need continuity because, like, it's five people working together. It's kind of the same in the secondary, especially if you're playing zone, like, passing people off. Like, I, there was a big completion uh, completion against Slay in this Washington game where it looks like he just leaves him. I think he's expecting help, and he's looking at the underneath guy because I think it was third and short. So, like, I—, I I think there's just miscommunication going on in the secondary, or like a lack of lack of reps together. But also, it is personnel. Like, so Justin Evans fully practiced this week. It looks like he'll play. But Justin Evans coming back can't be the solution to fixing your secondary. Like, Justin Evans is a fine player. We didn't even if think that, Justin honestly, Evans was going to be a, a starter when they signed him. Yeah. yeah. So Justin Evans is not the answer. I I think the concern is like. You moved Bradbury to the inside, so you have Job on the outside, and I like Job. Like guys like Job, Mario Goodrich, Eli Ricks. Like I like these guys moving forward, but not right now yeah. playing in these games. So, and you've said this; they're they're trying to win a Super Bowl. The expectation right. is different with the Seagulls team, and yeah, you want to get guys reps and all that, but like 
Not at the expense of losing football games. So I think when you look at the secondary, you move Bradbury to nickel, which hurts you at two spots because now your nickel's not as good because Bradbury's not as good as Avante at nickel. And your, out, your outside's not as good because Job isn't as good as Bradbury. You lose Justin Evans, so now uh, Blankenship's playing with a different safety, which impacts Blankenship. And Edmonds was horrible. Edmonds was horrible. And then also Slay's the one playing on the side where these safeties are rotating and bad safeties are rotating. So I think every single person in the secondary is getting uh, is getting impacted. I don't think it's a scheme thing. Like, I don't think it's a Sean, Sean Desai thing. I'll be honest in saying, you know, like, I, like, I'm not breaking down, like, the zone coverages. So maybe it is. I mean, I think Desai has been, like, a little more aggressive in terms of blitzing. Yeah, I think yes. So maybe that's impacting things. Um, but I view it mostly as a personnel thing. I just don't think they have the players in the secondary. Like, Bradbury is a great player. Slay's a great player. Blankenship has some potential. But you need five players. And... And really only two of them are, like, guaranteed. And I'm not in this camp, but, like, some people do think Slay has regressed. I don't. But if you think he does, if you think he he has. He's 32, so, like, I don't think he has yet either, but, like, he's gonna. Right. You know, age comes for all of them. Right, so I think it's completely a personnel thing. I I don't think it's, like, a a scheme thing so much. I don't think it's, like, I, I think it's a problem that's going to stay there. So when you look at the Rams... Stafford is is fine. Has been good this year. He's he has, been he's been quite good. Well, I know so that, he has five interceptions. No, I know, but like in terms of like, I'm saying that's a lot of interceptions. And, it is. Yeah. It is. But in terms of like, and look, he's got to do a lot, uh, right. you know. But from again, I've not watched every Rams game, but listening to people who who have and know what they're talking about, it seems like Stafford's been, been well, pretty Stafford, damn good. Stafford, if he has a clean pocket or just like a pocket, has one of the better arms in the NFL. Just in terms of like. Just strictly his ability to. He has one purely, of the great arms of our lifetime. Yeah, exactly. in terms of Just like, just he, a cannon. Yeah. yeah. So if if he has time, he can he can pick people apart. Now I don't think their offensive line's that good. So I tweeted their offensive line was bad, and surprisingly, like I guess there's a lot of Rams fans. I didn't really think <laughs> of I didn't think of Rams fans as having like an online presence, but they are very mad at me in saying that their offensive line is good. But I don't know. Their offensive line seems trash to me. Like I don't see anybody on that line that's great. I think that what could happen is that you'll see the Rams scheme where they're getting rid of it quickly, and that's certainly a possibility. But the Eagles' defensive line should dominate, and Stafford is someone that, A, is dealing with a hip injury, number one, but number two is old and can't move. So, like, my concern is if the defensive like if the defensive line doesn't win, which I think they will, but if the defensive line doesn't, Stafford scheming with McVay against Desai in that secondary with Cooper Cup coming back, Tutu Atwell, Puka, Tutu's, man, Jeff, Tutu's good too, man. That yeah, dude they, flies. They, they have really good receivers. Yeah, and, and look, uh, Kyron Williams has done a really nice job running the football for them. Yep. Like I, I didn't think he was that good, but he's he's been solid. So for them. they have solid skill players like Tyler Higby, good yeah, player, solid right? tight end. So they definitely have good skill players. I just think, like, that line, the Eagles' defensive line should dominate. Like, so if the defensive line can win consistently, maybe the Rams, like, do short passes. And then the problem with that is, like, I can just picture this team giving up, like, five or six-yard completions over the middle all game, and then well, we saw, look, there's that, missed tackles or whatever. I mean, like, you know that Vic Vey is watching what Biennemi did and seeing how that worked. Right. And being like, oh, all right. right. But what I keep coming back to is, even if the Rams do move the ball— The Eagles will move the ball, I think. Too. I would be just very surprised and disappointed in the offense if they didn't get into the 30s. Yeah. I Look, just don't think the Rams' defense is that good. I I, I think the Eagles are going to win. I, I'm with you. It just feels like a weird game. You know, going across the country. Right. You know, I, I just, I think they're going to win. I'm going to pick them to win. I'm going to pick them to cover. But like, I haven't seen the line. Actually, it's the first game, and look, last week they almost lost. So, I, but going in, I thought there was no chance. It's the first game where I've been like, I wouldn't be like totally shocked if they lost it. 
I don't know, man. I don't know if I feel that way. Good, about good. Let to give it to like, me. I, I love like, it. Look, obviously, I'm a little scarred by picking the lose to the Vikings. Yeah, and like they didn't yeah. obviously. So, but I just think they're better at every single spot. Like I, I get the matchup weaknesses on from the Eagles' perspective, but I think this is also a good example of us looking too closely at the Eagles and not at the Rams. Probably. Totally, like, no. The Rams, look, the must Rams be... are up twenty three nothing on the Colts and and let the Colts come back and tie the game. They won an overtime. By I mean, the way, did you see Anthony Richardson the jump pass thing or whatever? Not not that, but I didn't see that. Did he have a jump pass? Yeah, touchdown? it was pretty cool. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I that the Anthony Richardson is leading the NFL in explosive passes and explosive uh, mm-hmm. runs. Shane. Yeah. No, yeah. I, look, and it, it does look like Shane's Shane's good. Yeah, Shane's good. Yeah, certainly Shane's from a scheme perspective, good. and, um, you know, that, that's a loss. But, like, so while we can sit here and go, the Eagles have a major issue, a major might be strong, but, like, a, a, a matchup problem with the receivers versus the secondary, like, the Rams It's less have of a, a master problem a, than yeah, the Rams like, defense versus Last year, uh, Kilo Witherspoon, who starts for uh, the Rams, was with the Steelers last year. A.J. Brown lit him up. Yep. Like, he had three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And A.J. Brown and Jalen are red hot right now. And I really do think, again, like, in this dome, on those on this field, like, the Eagles' offense is going to look explosive. Like, DeAndre Swift in a dome on that oh, field buddy. is going to be extra explosive. Devontae, A.J. We'll get to Dallas in a second. But I just really think the Eagles will score a lot of points. So I get your point that, like, I also think because we're so focused on the Phillies, there's this feeling of like a letdown game coming mm-hmm. with the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, that's possible too. But I just think they're they're better, and I think even if even if McVay out coaches them, man, like they would really have to have a bad day on offense, All in right. my opinion. And I think well, the offense is taking a step forward each week. I love hearing that. I want to talk Goddard. I want to talk Roby first. Well, as you know, as look, we we talked at the beginning of the pod about friends and about specialness and community. And we've been so lucky this year to welcome another person to the Go Birds community. And that's, of course, Window Nation. I like that. Window Nation is a person it, it, in our mind. Yes. I mean, they basically yeah. are. They're I mean, friends. They're, yeah, they are. It's a bunch of people that we I think like. whenever people yes. come in now, I'm just going to be like, hey, what's up, Window Nation? Yes, I like that. That actually might yeah. be disrespectful. Yeah. I'll probably call them by their name. I mean, but yeah. you're better at names. Than <laughs> I am better at names. I'll tell you their name. And then well, you not only is fall the best time for, obviously, Red October, and it seems like... The Eagles just literally never lose during the fall. But fall is the best time of the year, and there's so much to love about the fall. They don't have this in here, but pumpkin spice. There's a whole section of the store now that has pumpkin spice stuff. It's just very, very exciting. I'm so excited for you. Thank you, yeah. yeah. I know how much it means to you. Thanks. I really want to try uh, pumpkin, spice, pumpkin spice espresso martini. Just Sounds a little great. goal of mine. I'd be in. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but especially it's nice because it's the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. You get two windows free for every two you buy, plus no money down, no payments, no interest for two years. We get all these like- It's insane. We, we'll also say we get all these updates from Window Nation, like here's our deal, here's our deal. The thing that's always in there that I think is at their core, the best thing they have- is every two you buy, no money down, no payments, no interest for two it's years. It's unbelievable. It's it, again every <laughs> the time you say it, it's like it seems like would, it's it's an un, like an unfair deal. Like it seems like you are getting one over. The amount of decisions I would make on other items in my life if I had this deal. I know. I just want to buy windows. I'll just like put them in my basement and hold on to them. Uh, if your windows are hard to open or close or draft your leaky, now is the time to call Window Nation. Take care of it now before the cold weather arrives. That's a good point. You don't want to do this too late. It's and then all really of a sudden, important because it does take a little time for them to get out and to do right. it. Like they'll meet with you quick, but then you know once you are the windows, they got it takes a little time yeah. to get them in there. So you don't so, you don't want to you don't want to wait on this. You don't because I do think eventually it will be cold. It doesn't feel like it's ever going to get cold. I'm ready for. Elliot was was baseball lamenting. Weather. Yeah, it I'm not an emotional dresser. I just dress off how I feel, not the weather. <laughs> uh, 
So take care of it now before the cold weather arrives. You'll be loving the new look and feel your home up to 30% off your energy bills. That's a pretty nice savings. You could buy a lot of espresso uh, yeah, pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice martinis yeah, with no that. Uh, you'll also love Window Nation's knowledgeable exterior designers and quick, clean, accurate professional installation. Not to mention you'll love the savings with this fantastic offer. Here we go again. No money down, no payments, no interest, two full years. And for every two windows you buy, you get two windows free. Also a very nice offer. Plus, but this offer will disappear as fast as the leaves on your maple tree. These guys are poets, man. So call Window Nation today. 866-90-NATION. That's 866-90-NATION. Or visit windownation.com. That's 866-90-NATION. Or online at windownation.com. And save some money on windows. Bang, ready, go. Boom. Boom. Bet Parks. Download the Bet Parks. I think it should be a deal with your significant other. If you're the one that gets the windows in the house and you see the savings on the energy bill, you should get that money. I exactly, and then you should put it. In you the see what the energy app. bill is before. That's right. You take the difference, and that money is yours to spend. And then you bet on the Go Birds parlay. There you go. Which you know we we and slowly we're, but surely that money leaks. We're going to win. No, we're, <laughs> we won already. We're going to win more. We are. You, they would be up. Yeah. You would be up on and, the air. And the beautiful thing is, is the app is so much fun. It is so great. And look, we got real baseball action going on right now. You remember last year the role I had bet and playoff baseball. Bet on this team in this city, man. Yeah. Like, honestly, we they are big underdogs against Atlanta. Well, plus 600 for them to win it all is a great bet. Great bet. It's a like, fun bet, too. It's a we fun We very bet. rarely say futures, but it's going to be decided relatively soon. You're going to get them a huge odds, and it'll be fun to say you had it. Exactly. And we all believe in them. And, and, and there's you'd be so happy when they win. And then you get money, too. Yes. Are we serious? And, and, and also, look, just when you're watching these games, and there's obviously so much football action to bet on, college, pro odd stuff— like, we're watching all this stuff anyway. It's so much more fun when you have some action on it. It changes the whole complexion of the activity of watching yes. the game. It is the best. The app's fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. There's all kinds of great options. Again, betting on all the sports. There's all kinds of great casino games that you can play on there as well. You can bet over-unders. You can bet on uh, who's going to win series. All the great stuff. Uh, and, and individual player stuff for these baseball games. If you're watching these playoff baseball games, bet on someone at a homer. Bet on someone to get a hit. Bet on someone to get a steal. It's so much fun. And and again, you get to watch these sports and actually make money at the same time. Great deal for what you. What a combo. What a combo, right? Yeah. New users. Having fun and making money. It's the combo. You could argue that's maybe the best combo in life. I think that's it. I, I mean, there's that's other the, things you could put goal, in there. Right? You know, that's the love. whole point there. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. But money and have fun together is good combo. And that's what you do with the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Download the app now. Uh, a great deal for you. If your first bet is not to make a $10 bet, if your first bet is not a winner, you get $150 in Sportsbook bonus back. It's a great deal. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I want to get to Goddard in a sec. Let's do Roby first because, yeah. uh, you know, we're almost 30 minutes in. We have not mentioned that. And granted, it's a two of the practice squad signing, but a signing of a guy at a, at a position of need who at least has had real success in the NFL before. I know what everyone's saying. There's a reason he was on the street, and that is absolutely true. But but also, let's let's go back a year and remember that Howie Roseman adding Sue and Joseph actually made a difference for this team. Yeah. Where are you at on the Bradley Roby move? So, I like it. I mean, Roby has played on the outside and the inside. I really hope that how they're using him, and my guess is how they're using him, is putting him at the slot. He's going to be the Bradbury. I, I would yeah. be absolutely shocked. Agreed. He has, he has a lot of experience. But I think in a secondary where you have Slay Bradbury, and now Maddox is gone, but like outside of that, like Justin Evans has played in, you know, a decent amount of games, not a ton of games. Reed hasn't played in a ton of games. Job hasn't played in a ton of games. Like Goodrich hasn't played. In a, they don't have a lot of experience in the secondary. Bradley Roby has 126 games experience in the NFL. 60 starts. You know, I think sometimes pro football reference with the secondary, that's a, a bit of a weird number because he might not be out there for the first snap. But regardless, like 126 games of experience in the NFL. He's played in Super Bowls. He's played in playoff games. He's played in multiple spots. Like, I think he brings a level of like the he raises the floor on the secondary. I don't know how much he raises. I think he raises the ceiling too, just because moving Bradbury back to the outside. I'll be curious if he plays this week against uh, against the Rams. I kind of think he won't. Um, I think like probably next week against the Jets is where you will see him. But I like it. Your point. I didn't think about that. Like the Sue and Joseph thing. Like they they it, mattered. And now they were waiting. Like. I yeah, think, it's a little bit of a different situation. But Roby did say he was waiting. I think, you know, when you signed to the practice squad, clearly you're not. And I'm sure jo- like, not getting I the think type Sue, of offers. I think but. Sue was waiting. Joseph was not waiting. Joseph was just out there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He was said he was waiting because that makes it look right. I think Roby's probably closer to that I think than Roby, Sue. And Roby's probably somewhere in between, but probably closer yeah. to Joseph. But I think it's a good, I think it's a good uh, pickup. Again, like, they need bodies. And 
maybe Roby's not the ultimate answer, but as a practice squad guy, I think he is a good attempt. Like well, he's he's a good flyer to take. And if it doesn't work out, they still have time before before this uh, trade deadline. But again, can play nickel, can play outside, physical guy, winner. Like I think he checks a lot of boxes. What you're looking yeah, for. and to your point, you still have the trade deadline coming up in what a month or whatever it is. Like. I'd rather try and sign someone off the street who has experience and see if it works before I end up giving up assets to get yes. someone else in there first. And then second, like to the point you were making before, you know, outside of Bradbury and Slay, like it's a bunch of young guys in this secondary. There's no experience, at least by bringing Bradley Roby in, both whether on the field or even just with, talking to these guys, mentoring these guys, whatever. Like you're bringing in someone who has played slot corner in the NFL in yeah. a lot of games, like has been out there and understands what it takes when you've got a bunch of young guys who are, a lot of them were undrafted free agents or undrafted uh, guys, you know. Like it's, uh, I, I think just bringing in someone who's got experience and has played the position matters. Here's a take that is like a very surface level observation. I think he's kind of a little like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Hmm. Like, his personality. Oh, really? Like, when I watch him play, like, I don't know. He just reminds me a little bit. I'm like, physical guy, hits, small, corner, nickel, played with the Saints. And look, again, pedigree guy was a first-round pick, 20-something, yeah. pick in the draft, 23rd or something like that. Shout-out Corey in Columbus. He's and, from Ohio State. Oh, shout-out Corey in Columbus. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, like... Not just has played in the NFL, has been good. Yeah, like, exactly. There was a time where he was talked about as like one of the better slot corners in the yep. league. So uh, I really like the move. You yeah, know, I think I, it's a smart move. I, when we were talking about you know signing a guy off the street for the secondary, I didn't expect it to be a name like Bradley Roby. Not that again, he's on the street for a reason, but like there's upside well, here. So it's uh, maybe this is why Corey from Columbus's head is in my mind because he uh, I heard him calling into Marks and Reese and he made a point that I thought was like so interesting compared to how we used to talk about Howie. He was like, how he watches this game like a fan. Like, how he just, like, is like, we need a nickel, I'll just sign a guy. I right? heard this call, too. And it was a really so good call. funny because, like, a year ago, or two years, more than a year ago now, like, two years ago, the biggest criticism of how he was, like, he always has to be the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, he just does what makes sense. Drafting Nicole, like, it's just so the funny, Alabama, Georgia guy. You know, that, you're right. Like, Not, how that changed. Corey, that's a great point. Yeah. You're right about that. I always was like, oh, too cool for school, too smart now, for his yeah, own good. Like, now it's just like... Whatever, like the move that we're like, make this movie. He's like, okay. And oh, you want a big time receiver? Yeah, I'll go get AJ Brown. Why not? Oh, you want me to draft guys from from big time schools? Okay, right. only Alabama and Georgia guys. Oh, everyone loves Nicobe Dean. Let's take that guy. Like, yeah. it, it, you're at like, I guess Corey, Corey via you. Yeah, Corey, great point, man. Well, but he, how he almost like, and I'm not diminishing it because I know there's a lot of thought and like smart decisions that go into each decision. Look, drafting Georgia guys is smart. Like, it's not like a bad but idea it's to do that. Like, too. if if I was running this team on Madden and I needed a secondary guy and I opened a free agent list, I'd be like, oh, I recognize Bradley Yeah, Roby. Bradley Roby, I know that And I'd be like, I know that name and I'll just sign him. <laughs> like, that's almost what it feels like they're doing in a way. And I think yeah. there's more to it than that, clearly. But it just is funny how it's gone from, like, the smartest decision, the smartest guy in the room, he always has to be the one that, like, feels like blah, blah, blah. And I think he still is that in a lot of ways. But now there's a perception more of he just, like, is up in the box just, like, playing on his phone being like, oh, I recognize that guy. Like, boom, I'll sign him. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, what a turn. What a turn, yeah. bro. And, and again, look, I, I think, you know, look, don't, I don't want general managers actually listening to the fans. I want them to make the decisions they think yeah, is best for the Yeah, I don't think that's what's But look, and it, uh, no, of course not. But yeah. I'm saying I think in a lot of cases the fans are right about certain things. Like, well, we sometimes know who the best, players are Sometimes the best decision is the simplest one. Yeah. It's yeah. like my my rudimentary thing I always tell you. When, it, when, it, when one of our teams signs a guy, I always like to see what the fans of the team he played for say. Because right. like, usually if they're really upset that that guy left, he's probably pretty good. Yeah. You know? Like, yep. it's, 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 it's the Sam it's Bradford effect. Simple, 
but I think it's usually effective. All yes. right, uh, so that's the Roby thing. Let's get to the Goddard thing because, um, you know, first couple games, it's like, all right, you're not getting involved. Obviously, the first game, nothing whatsoever. And you know, it's been a lot of AJ, less Devontae, but more Devontae than Goddard. Obviously, a lot of Swift. But, you know, as, as it goes on, and obviously Goddard had that one big diving catch, that great throw and catch. But, um, you know, I heard him on the midday show this week with, with Joe and Hugh. He is a weekly spot with him. It's really good, actually. And um, they asked him about it, and they're like, you know, you know, how are you with this, you know, kind of lack of targets, lack of being a part of the offense. And he had a great answer, a great answer. He's like, you know, it's going to come. I understand, blah, 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 whatever. But, like, I'm thinking as I'm listening to him, I'm like, look, I'm sure he wants the freaking football, I, I, man. I, like he's a competitor. He wants he wants his numbers. He's got another contract down the road. Like there's all these factors in it. Guess how many yards he has? I, I don't mean, think he's got to be under hundred. Yeah, it's eighty-eight yards. That's what I thought. He I would have said under hundred yards. I mean, that's outrageous. In four, in four games, games he's averaging he twenty-two 80... yards a game. <laughs> he came into this year. He was on the pregame show, and this is pro- not the pregame show. He was in the preseason on. Um, I think it was maybe with Joe and Hugh, and he said like. He wants a thousand yards this year. Well, that ain't happening. Nope. At this point, he'll be lucky to get like over five hundred. So here's my thought on it. And with the the whole umbrella of like the passing games working, they're winning. It's not about one player. Like I, all those things. Like this is messed up. Like that's the only way I can put it. Like Goddard is too good not to be getting the ball more. He, Goddard is arguably just as good as a tight end as AJ as a receiver. Like we can you know parse whatever. Right, but, but part like, of that is for because of his blocking. Well, but I mean, as a receiving tight end, Goddard no, is... No, come on. Stop. No, no, no. AJ's a better receiver of the football. No, I know. I'm saying AJ is a better wide, receiving wide receiver than Goddard is a receiving tight end. Part of what makes Goddard the third best tight end, fourth best tight end in football is because he's one of the best blocking tight ends. Um, he's a very good receiver. He's not like an elite tight end receiver. Oh, I disagree with you I on think that. he's really good. He's not as good as Travis Kelsey. He's not no, as good well, as... No, but... I, but the AJ's that level. AJ's, yeah, AJ's like as good as... not as good as, as Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but again, like that's gradations where... Well, I think that like... I think Travis I, Kelsey is a significantly better pass catcher than Travis Kelsey. I mean, than uh, Dallas, Dallas Goddard. So I would agree that he is better. And I agree like we can... We can debate significant. I get where you're going with this. Like, and Goddard is a top not five or six receiving yes. tight end. Uh, that is, yeah, That's my he's, ultimate he's point there. I'm making. Yeah, yeah, I think he's probably in that range Like, generally. And I know you, and I know that you can't just be like, well, we have to get Dallas the ball and, like, hurt the team because of that. But, like, this is a political game as well. Like, let's like it's a business. And Goddard has 88 yards in four games. Yeah, like, so People on. are so worried about AJ being upset. Like, what about Dallas? I agree with that point. I don't worry as much about... Look, I understand it's a business, but I can't call my games because of that. You call, no, you, you can't, call but like, games, these are part, this is part of the world of the win. NFL. You call games no, I to agree win. with that. But. I think the mistake is that Dallas Goddard is a weapon you're not using, yes. and I do think you have to force him the ball. I, where's that freaking screenplay? Where the hell is it? I don't even like that play. I, but, it, but it works. <laughs> I, know, but but it works. I, I don't even but like, like that why play. Why not call it? Get the ball in his hands. Give right. him a chance where he can do something with it. Like, I, I, I look... If, and and there have been you know enough videos throughout the first few games. We don't know if the calls are and all that. Where Goddard has been open at yeah. times and and should have been seen. I understand in the moment there's a lot going on. Like you're not always going to see open receivers. I get that. I think they need to game plan Dallas Goddard a little well, bit. Like find ways to force in the football. And if defenses are coming in saying we're stopping Goddard, like I don't believe that. But if they are fine and and so, don't throw the ball to Goddard. But I just I don't see that they are saying uh, like let's let AJ go wild and and not and stop Goddard like I think the Eagles have to uh, f- not because of a business because this guy's too good and you need to get involved and you need to get rhythm with him and all that force the ball to him because of that reason. So I agree with you on that, 
and I don't think you'll disagree with me on this, but like there is the real world business of aspect of this. Of course, it's part this. of it. Yes, it, but, yes. And especially from Dallas, I'm sure he wants a ball, and I'm sure, like, but I, I don't think if you're the Eagles, if you're the coaching staff, like how we can worry about that. I don't think the coaching staff can can worry about it. But I do think if you're Nick and your whole thing is like ego, relationship, you yes. can say ego. Yes, but I don't think it can be because he's paid a lot of money no, no, or no, because no. he wants another contract. I mean, I think or you have to worry. And you worry about keeping him keeping happy, and, that, I, and, and it's I not agree. irrational for him to be upset. Like of people are like, "Well, you're not. winning." No, no, like. We all have jobs. We all understand how life works. Like, you want to be performing at your best as well. Like, yes, it's awesome they're winning. I'm sure Dallas is very happy about that. There's no, there is no shot Dallas is, like, going to be happy with this the rest of the year. Now, maybe he won't complain if they're, like, 12-2. and two, Like, and I, I don't think he will. And, like, whatever. He seems like, I'm sure he's a great guy. We've seen over the years. He but, seems like a really good but guy. But, like, let's just be brutally honest Minus for him. Like, takes, <laughs> the dude's got 88 yards in four games. Yeah. So, I will also say this about, like, Nick and Howie, like, let's include Jalen on this a little bit. I think very highly of Jalen. We both do on this pod, obviously. But let's, like, look at this from a simplistic standpoint. AJ complained on the sideline about whatever. I know he says one about targets, but there was that incident. And since then, he gets the ball thrown. He's got, like, you know, 27 catches or some absurd— not not 27. He's got he's a large been awesome amount. He's awesome, too, though. Yeah, he's, but, but Jalen's just throwing him the ball a ton. So, I, like, when, when people were talking about the downside of AJ's, like, thing they did on the sideline, I was fine with it. But, like, I don't know. Like, if you're Dallas, it's part of you thinking, like, oh, maybe I should yell I, at Jalen. I get your point. But but this is what I was trying to say before, and maybe it's wonky with the top five thing and all that. Like, I would rather throw the ball to AJ Brown than Dallas Goddard. That. Like, I, that is a baseline. Like, AJ Ball, sh- AJ Brown should get more targets. Yes, I agree with like, you. Like, significantly that. more than yes. Dallas Goddard. Like, yes. So. Agree, so, but I, I agree. You, uh, I think the biggest thing is it's the, and I think you bring up a good point with the culture and the and the community and the caring about each other is you do have to take into account that how Dallas feels, the fact that you know you want because you, you're going to get the best out of him if he's in it and he's and like if yeah. he's running routes and thinking, this is something where um you're gonna you're gonna freaking hate this. You're gonna <laughs> I can't wait to hear hate it. this. But I heard Doc Rivers when he talked about it, and a few other people have talked about playing with Jokic and oh, where yeah, yeah no, okay. but seriously, no, you, it's a good point. But it's yeah. a good point yeah. where it's like. The reason it seems like guys love to play with Jokic is he's always willing to pass. Yes. He always makes the right pass. Agreed and thus, that. guys are moving. There's the offense is is not static because guys think they're actually gonna get the ball. Where on other offenses where it's a lot of clear out and do this thing, guys don't cut, guys don't do that because it's like, I'm not gonna get the ball anyway. Why am I gonna do that extra work? Like, I don't think Dallas would do that, but like if Dallas doesn't think he's gonna get the football, like it's human nature. It's human nature not it's running not, around not as Chris person. or this. It's like, just you're, like you're not gonna get it anyway. Right. So I do think that you need to keep him involved for 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 all these reasons. So and that's why I think like this does fall on Jalen too. And it's part of look. It. I don't play quarterback. Obviously, he, again, look, we're not and, out there. We don't see the field exactly. I and and, and I we don't know what the play calls are. I too. do not think Jalen should drop back and ignore other players just to get the ball to Dallas. I don't. But I but this is not the life of like a franchise quarterback. This is the life of a quarterback when you have three ultra talented people totally. around you that you have to Four think if about. You count DeAndre. Yeah, I don't count DeAndre. No, I know because he's yeah. not in the passing game as much. But he is. He could be. And yeah, yeah. But that's more just handing it off. No, but, I know. regardless, like they, in my opinion, look, they're gonna keep winning, so it'll be fine and all this. I just think we focus so much on like how much how AJ's happy. I think this Dallas thing. I mean, eighty-eight yards is absurd. He could have that in one game. Like that, like that is, it ins- if you told me a tight end is 88 yards through four games, I would be like, oh, Jack Stoll. Yeah. Like I would never in a million years think it was Goddard. So I don't know what the answer is because I do firmly agree with you. Like you can't hurt, and I don't think it's hurt hurting the team because Dallas is a good player. Yeah, you can't but call you can't, your offense worse if it's if exactly it's, yeah, like, yeah. and if you're Jalen, look, 
if you're Jalen, you can't drop back and specifically look for Dallas. But if you're Jalen, you also can't drop back and specifically look for AJ. Like you can more because he's number one receiver, but not at the detriment of other. And look, I, I think, I think Jalen. It's certainly and it's partially, working. The passing offense has been great. I, but AJ's I think killing this is it. on. Like, I think this is on the coaching staff even more. I, I, I think, think it's on Jalen too. I, I just said it's on Jalen, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. on the coaching staff more. Is my point? Look, Jalen. Yes, he is making the reads out there and doing whatever, but he's doing. He is reacting and. And making reads in, in split seconds and trying to have to yeah, make decisions. It's super and he hard. can't I agree. be worried about where's Dallas. He has I, to look at the field and see what's that. in front of him. The coaching staff can game plan Dallas Goddard. They can call plays where Goddard is the first option instead of it being Adrian's. And I'm, I'm again, I'm not saying the detriment, but like scheme Goddard up, even if it's not those those little screens or whatever. Like find ways where the little crossing yeah, routes, like whatever, that. just short little, like the the guy's a, a beast in there. And like, the Rams are bad against tight ends. So I, so I really do, do feel like, again, I think it is on everyone, but I, I think this is on the coaching staff more to prioritize Dallas than it is. Jay. And the last thing I'll say about this, if this continues this way, and I can't imagine it will, but let's say Dallas ends the year with, I don't know, like a, let's take a really bad 600 number. 600 yards. Yeah, 550 yards. Like something absurd. Like, if I'm Dallas, I'm not coming back next year. Well, like, chalk that. I mean, so I don't know if it, I get your point, but it's like, I think the bigger question is like, you know, because he, he has what, one more year left on it after this? Oh, I haven't looked at his contract. I think but he has one more year after this. So I that's could a be big wrong. off season, though. Yeah. So because, that's my point. Yeah. You know, so I think that's it. And look, the Eagles like to extend guys. Like, maybe, maybe there's a money way to kind well, of make this. Well, but the other part you know? of this is, this is actually the last thing I'll say because I know we're talking about this too long. But like, if you're the Eagles, what's the point of paying Goddard all this money? Like, like, if you, like... Well, again, I do think that by saying this, we are underrating the impact that Dallas Goddard has on a game without catching the ball. Like, he really is one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. He matters on he that He matters, and line. I guess defenses pay He's attention part, to him and, and all and that, again, but... And again, like, de- de- look, defense is... He is someone you have to, to account for. You yeah, know? I so, just... I'm just saying, and it's not Dallas's fault, or really... And again, I don't think the Eagles... 88 yards, you're not getting your money's worth. I don't think the... Of course, but I don't think yeah. the Eagles want him to have 88 yards. I don't think, I don't the think Eagles, they do either, but it's right. been four games. It's, I get it, yeah. but it's four games. Like, you know, well, but AJ not, had no catch... Or Devontae had no catch that first year. Uh, in game one. And then he had, like, a huge yeah, week but next again, two look, weeks. Like, I'm sorry. Wide receivers get the ball more. I know That's they the do, NFL, but I know. And, that, and they're better. They're yeah. better. Like, they're better at receiving the yes, football... I get that. ...than Dallas Goddard. So, Devontae and AJ should get the ball more. So, like... I, I agree with I, that. I can't go that route, but again, I do... I, I ultimately agree. They need to find ways to get him involved. Like to your point, they have three receivers who 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 can play. Like use all three. Yeah, I mean he's 19 targets in four games, which is not a bad number. It's not horrendous, no. But, but it's not working. Is well, the only point uh, I'm making. And I will say too, like I know there've been a few screenshots and stuff, but it does seem when Jalen's throwing the ball that people are on Goddard. Like it doesn't yeah, seem like Goddard has been wide open. I agree with that. So like from that perspective, you know, who, yeah. who are you supposed to blame? But there also must have been something Dallas was thinking if he had a goal of a thousand yards. Sure. Like, it's not like Jack Stoll came out and said, I want 1,000. No, like, but again, there was, like, you know, you, you're also a player and you're shooting yeah. and whatever. Great. This is probably why players don't ever want to say they're actual Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but ultimately, I don't think you'll ever look, hear AJ or Jalen. Ultimately, I think that, that they will get the ball to him, and I think this will not be something that carries out throughout the season. I think that they will adjust and find ways to get him more involved and scheme him open and stuff. But yeah, yeah I think it's certainly something to watch. And, know? like, with Devontae, he's in a contract year. I— Look, if it's working, AJ's awesome. Keep him the ball. I'm just saying, Devonte and Dallas are not going to be happy if this is what it's going to be. Yeah, again, no, winning, of the winning, games. winning, winning helps, man. Winning helps. Winning but helps. But when you're Devonte and you have your look, Devonte's going to get paid. Devonte's going to get paid no matter what. Yeah, Devont- I and I, I actually think of all people. Look, and look, I think everyone who makes it to that level and competes at that level has to have some level of 
ego, of competitiveness, of I want to beat you, I am better than you, all that. Of all the wide receivers we've had here, Devontae seems like the least to do that. And again, that's just perception. Well, I think Devontae... Devontae is going to get paid. Yeah, he's going to get paid. And also, Devontae really does just seem like someone who wants to come play football well, I think it's and go about his business. playing in Alabama, too. Yeah, like, like, and he just doesn't... I, anything can happen with anyone. I don't know him personally. But I, I would be really surprised if Devontae caused a problem or or, or even upset, yeah, outwardly I, upset. I agree with that. I just... It's something I'm monitoring with the whole, and, like, and AJ getting, look, like, I, I, I preferential think, treatment from Jalen. Yeah, and again, I just think more than anything, forgetting preferential treatment or any of that stuff, it's just that when you look at this offense and what we expect going into the season, the lack of Dallas Goddard is the biggest, most glaring yeah. issue from a— from a, Yeah, and 88 uh, yards is just absurd. It's wild. It's wild. I mean, AJ and Devontae here last year, he had 702 yards in 12 camps. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, like, it, it's not like— uh, like they've done it before. Yeah. They're just not doing it now. Again, I, it's four games, uh, but I think it needs to pick up now. Yeah, but or else it will become a, uh, something that's talked about for sure. For sure. What's well, as usual first on the Go Birds? That's pod. what we do, buddy. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, all right. Um, oh, one last thing. And and then we're going to, you know, we get the Bet Parks pod coming out. We'll, we'll record that right after. Yeah. And I will maybe sleep at some point. Um, one day. <laughs> uh, last thing. The Jalen running thing is starting to get talked about a little bit. Um, I have a very simplistic take on this. Please, yeah. I saw Jalen run in training camp. He did not lose a step. Okay. Like, so, I, I, so what I agree I with you. I think this is like, I, I, I think this is just like, Circumstantial. Well, you know, well, I, yeah, I think what it is is that he's. I think he. I do think that the Eagles told him. I think he's to going protect down. himself. I agree with that. He's going down. Like the one clip that was going around where it was basically like him versus slot corner, and he just went down. Yeah. Like and it's like that didn't. You know, I think he is. I think he is really, really, really playing it safe. I don't think it's a lost step. I think defenses are 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 playing that more. They're 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 crashing the edges more. They're yeah. kind of like keeping him tight. Like they're not. They are uh, aware and and playing against him taking off but i agree i don't think it's like a lack of speed thing or a lack of yeah. uh, you know there's been like some speculation he's hurt like i don't know i don't see that i don't see it I'm either sure I, like there's like well, is there a chance he's banged up from something that like, 25 maybe. yard run or whatever right. like that was awesome and that looked exactly like old when, school when he has space and commits to it i think he's absolutely still the yeah, same i think it's more runner. decisions i think it's I, more I agree. just going, I think he's down. going down and i think i'm okay with that me too. Oh my god! I mean, I want this guy to be a quarterback here for fifteen years. Yeah. Like, like I don't want him not to like, run, and I want him to pick his spots. And you know, obviously in that Patriots game, he picked a bad one, and maybe that's part of it too. Like the the running in traffic and fumbling the ball. Maybe yeah. it's like, whoops, that was a mistake. So who knows? But I, like, his running helps make him special. So I'm not getting away from that. But yeah, like if it's a a, a question, go down in yeah, my mind. You I know? agree, hundred percent. Right. Uh, final thoughts before we get there. You can go first. Okay, hold on. Let me pull them up. I wasn't expecting. Oh, I'll to... do mine. This is a, a very silly okay, so one, right. but I just okay, had yeah. it before. You know what? Like, it's just a dumb song where it's like, where it's like, once I was seven years old, and, and like I'm listening to it, and it's like they just pick random numbers the whole time. It's like, then I was thirty years old. Like, it makes no sense to me. That's a really dumb song. I yeah. don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds you would pretty right. dumb. You would know this song. 
like, once I was seven years old. Mm. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking it's about. Like, now I am 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I was just listening to it. And I was thinking, like, what did, like, they just pick random ages, the whole song. It's really weird. Yeah. I might think of another final thought, but I just had that thought before we started. Recording. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, uh, I'm trying to decide. Oh, I'll go with what I texted you. Um, so late to the party on this. Um, but you know, I've long had my Toy Story 3 is the best animated movie oh, okay. of all I time. Take. I feel very strongly. Well, you know, I feel Toy Story is the most important movie yeah, of all time. Yeah, I know. We, we're big Toy Story guys. Yeah. Uh, I think Toy Story 3 was the best animated movie of all time. I've said that for a long time. You've well been known to say that. I have to add a movie. Uh-oh. I'm not taking Toy Story 3 off, but I'm going to say the two best, and I know I'm late to the party. This was way earlier uh, this year, but I think Toy Story 3 and Across the Spider-Verse are the two best wow. movies I've I ever really seen. I really want to watch it. Dude, so so you watched the first one. I t- it's we awesome. Talked, it's awesome. It's unbelievable. The second one's better. Wow. Like, the, dude, the second one was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen Is it on a cool screen. visually? It's cooler. Wow. It's absolutely And you watch cooler. it on TV, right? It's like right? art. Honestly, it's like art. Yeah, it, well, that's I, what the first one felt I like. I felt like I was watching live art. The story's amazing. The action's amazing. The whole thing's amazing. Across the Spiders, you should watch both, Into the Spider-Verse and then Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, but if you have not seen it, like, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. This movie is freaking wow. amazing. Wow. I really, really want to watch it. You should. So the tough thing is, I just don't really watch movies. I know. And it's especially hard to watch a movie without Kristen. And I just don't think Kristen's going to be in yeah, it. I get it. But I do really. You know what? Where'd you watch it on? It must have been a streaming service. Yeah, we just paid, maybe I'll download it for my flight to LA. That's a great idea. I wonder idea. if that's a possibility. You should do I'll that. Spend fifteen bucks or whatever. It's and... great. It's five nine nine. You know, although the Phillies will be playing. Oh, but I, the... you know, not be. Yeah. it's a six hour. You flight. have flight home too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a red eye, so I might be sleeping. Yeah, you know. But I do have Saturday night in my hotel room. Oh, that's true too. So either way, I work this out. Could not recommend it higher. I really, really, really want to watch. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, did you want to go with another? No, I think that was. You'd save it for the next. Yeah, we got another pod to do. All right, we do. So, Bet Parks Picks Pod will be out sometime. Might be out when you're listening to this. Yeah. I mean, it probably will be. Probably will be. Check it out. Uh, and uh, Saturday, Elliot will be there. Uh, bad Mr. job. Mr. Phillies. Yeah, so they, they planned a watch party for us. It hasn't been be announced yet. Uh, worst things. Yeah, but me, I, think it's, I think it's me and Rob I think Ellis. it's going to be Elliot and Rob Ellis. Either way, we'll have that up in the feed. And then, uh, no matter what, uh, Sunday night after the game... Post game pod. Post game pod. Elliot yes. and I will be doing it. We'll be live, which will be awesome. Be our first. Uh, yeah, we'll do Streamyard. We'll do Streamyard. Yeah. We'll be home. Like it'll be great. People can tune in, whatever. So that'll be super fun. And uh, we will be on sometime out. Elliot's got to do his post game stuff out there in LA. But right. at some point, we'll be on with the post game. There will be pod. a post game pod, and we'll be reacting. And then we'll do it all again next week as we continue to live in high times in this city, buddy. What a beautiful two and a weekend. What a two and a weekend. We're gonna be back Monday reacting two, two wins. Yeah. I love it. Uh, check out the Bet Parks Pick Spot. Until then, he's out of him, James. 